you guessed it, it is the Friday, two weeks later, um, because here I am, Jessica, recording um, Christian Mother Runner, burning off the crazy. Um, I jokingly thought about calling this Car Chronicles because obviously the only time I ever record is when I'm in my car. Um, so obviously I just dropped the kids off to their grandma. Um, it's been a rough couple weeks. Um, my husband has been gone for like three, almost four full days of this past week. Um, and I typically love having him around for the sense that he just keeps me kind of sane and he's my calm at the end of the day. So I really miss that this week. Um, we've had a lot of tantrums, um, which, you know, is kind of my new norm. But like last night we had one that was so epically bad. I literally just wanted to like stop being a parent. Um, you know, and the funny thing is, I swear these tantrums, they come from nowhere. Um, we had a, she had a great day at school. Um, we actually, you know, as soon as we left school, we, um, took my middle one to, um, the high school because she was doing a orchestra concert with, um, the elementary kids. So I dropped her off at that and then I went back, raced back home to pick up, um, my oldest and then we ran by, got Chick-fil-A for dinner and ate it in the car and then got back to the concert and went in and watched that. And then after that, we you know, went and took my middle ones to Chick-fil-A because she hadn't eaten yet and um, so on and so forth. So we're on our way home and the Chick-fil-A is like five seconds from the house and we get home and my daughter is mad because I fussed at her like while we were sitting at Chick-fil-A because she's getting in the other, her sister's face and just being really obnoxious. So I kind of was like, you know, you need to stop and sit down and, you know, leave her alone. I probably didn't say it that nicely, but whatever. So we get home. And I'm like, get your jackets, get everything out of the car. And she's like, no. And I'm like, get your jacket and close the door. She's like, no. So she proceeds to get out of the car, leaves everything that was hers in the car, leaves the door of the car wide open. So my older two come in the house and I literally close, and you can think I'm a crappy mother, but I close and lock the screen door with my youngest standing on the back porch looking at me. Um, and she's just like, you know, still avidly, you know, adamantly saying no. And, you know, just, and she thinks it's funny, which is what I think makes me even more infuriated. Um, she thinks it's hilarious, so on and so forth. Um, so she has a huge attachment to this ratty piece of fabric that once was a crocheted blanket and now is like a giant ball of grossness. Um, and it, it typically goes a lot of places with her. Um, you know, even in school, a lot of times it's like in her book, book bag tucked away somewhere. She never takes it out you know, during school, but it's usually on her person. Um, so of course she has this blanket as she's sitting on the porch. And at this point I'm frustrated. And my husband has informed me because he'd been gone most of the week that he needed me to come pick him up. And he's, you know, 34 minutes away and I've got to go get him. And it's already 8:30 at night. It's their bedtime. So of course, because just time and the situation I give in as I tend to do with her, which again is something I need to stop doing because that is my downfall for her. Um, but I give in and I like let her in. However, when I let her in, I'm like, okay, that's fine. You want to not listen. You need to go to bed and go, you know, blah, blah. So she proceeds to throw herself on the couch downstairs, refusing now to go to bed. So I'm, I'm at level like a hundred angry. Um, so I proceed to rip the blanket out of her hand and chuck it out the front door. Like I said, I'm level, I'm level a million angry and, um, I'm just frustrated at this point. And 
and she then gets real mad. Like, she's not upset. She's mad. And she is screaming. And I'm not talking about, like, kind of screaming. I'm talking blood-curdling. Neighbors probably think I'm murdering my child screaming. And just, like, I mean, it's bad. Um, so I'm, like, ignoring her. Like, I don't, you know, you're not getting it. I deadbolt the front door. I'm like, you're not getting your blanket until you calm down and go upstairs and change. You know, we're, I'm not playing this game, so on and so forth. Meanwhile, time is clicking by that I'm supposed to be going and getting my poor husband who's waiting, um, on a pier for, you know, at a ship for me to come pick him up. So, um, after about 10 minutes of belligerent screaming that I just literally cannot physically take anymore because one, I have a headache and two, I've got to go. Um, I proceed to go get the blanket and then basically make her follow me upstairs like a dog, you know, carrying a freaking dog bone. Um, and she does, she goes upstairs and then I proceed to explain to her because, you know, we live in a house where we rent, we don't own, um, we have neighbors that are literally right next to us. It's a town home. And when, and one of the reasons I actually did what I did and gave in, in a sense yet again, was because when I walked, I was going to leave and go get my husband. And my oldest was like, I'll deal with her mom. I'll deal with her. And I did not want to do that to my 14 year old. But at the same time, I'm like, I gotta go. Um, but when I walked outside, I, the sound that I heard coming from my house with both doors closed was awful. And then I perceived to hear my neighbors talking, which all I'm thinking to myself is, Oh my God, they're talking about my psychotic child who's in the house right now screaming at the top of her lungs. I'm like, okay, I can't, I can't leave this situation like this. So of course I go back in the house with the blanket. I'm like, okay, go upstairs. So she goes upstairs. I did not give her the blanket until she physically went upstairs and got changed and got in the bed. So I mean, I, to an extent I did not give in. However, I then proceeded, which I am awful in a sense for doing this, but it, in, in reality, it's probably half true. I proceed to ask her, do you enjoy living at this house? Which she immediately responds, yes. And I said, great, because we don't own this house. We rent. And the people that do own this house can at any time, you know, when our lease runs out, go, I don't want you to live there anymore. I said, so let me explain something to you. When you scream like a psychopath at the top of your lungs and you make our neighbors think that we are A, either beating you to death or B, that you're just an awful child and they happen to have to live next door to you and hear you, they may decide to complain to said homeowners who will in fact tell us not to live here anymore because of the fact that we are getting complaints from our neighbors. So now I've struck in the fear of God into my six-year-old, almost seven-year-old, that if she acts like a lunatic again, we may get kicked out of our house. Which, again, not completely a lie, because they do know the homeowners. They could complain. Um, you know, I would like to think that's not going to happen, because I do like living where we live. But, you know, it's like, I literally have to create, you know, not create fear, but like, bring bring it home to how serious her behavior can can be like what so then of course she's like flipping out like they're gonna kick us out and you know they're gonna think that you're beating me and they're gonna take me away I mean this kid's like imagination's going overdrive but she's not screaming anymore so that's the that's the positive but this is like literally just one night in my life (laughs) and um this was probably like probably the fourth or fifth tantrum of some sort that I've dealt with in the last week um, last week, right after, um, we went and saw the therapist. In fact, I don't know if I mentioned this, but right after we saw the therapist, um, 
you know, my daughter decided that it would be really great to laugh at me um, when I disciplined her. So the therapist made a big deal about, you know, you really need to set, set boundaries and, and, you know, put in place discipline. And when she behaves like that, you need to put her in timeout and, you know, you need to make sure that she stays in whatever location you dictate as timeout for a lot of time. And if she gets up, it starts over and so on and so forth. And I'm like, okay, great. This sounds like fun. So day one, like I'm talking like the, the day after, um, the Sunday after her therapy session, which was Thursday. Now, mind you, she was with her dad that weekend. Um, but that Sunday, we were trying to talk to her about something. And she's being super rude and not listening. And then I got frustrated. And I kind of was like, you know, talking like disciplining her, telling her to come here. And she starts laughing and walking away. And it's both me and my husband that she, we're dealing with this. And I'm like, okay, that's it. You're going to timeout. So, I put her in timeout. She immediately, like revolts and is like no and won't sit there and so this went on for like 20 minutes like screaming mind you like I, I just wanted to go to bed um and so back and forth back and forth so after about 15 to 20 minutes of this back and forth she finally like sits on the stairs um at this point I refuse to even look at her or speak to her um and she's sitting there and as soon as I realize she's like sitting sitting I start the timer and uh, my middle daughter, who is trying really hard to help her, um, but sometimes it's less help than it is, you know, it's more of trouble than help, um, is sitting here like, you know, Felicity, you need to listen, because then you get up sooner, and so on and so forth, and of course, it's just making things worse, but, um, so finally, she sits there for the five minutes that I told her, and she gets up, and, you know, she had homework to do, but she looks at me basically and she's like, I'm not doing it. And, you know, and, and very adamantly. And at this point I'm like, I'm exhausted and done and I, I can't do this anymore. So I looked at her and I said, that's fine. It's your star and you're, you know, you're, it's, it's your, you're the one losing out by not doing your homework. You're the one losing out by learning something new. You're the one missing out because you're not going to get your sticker for the day for reading your assignment. Cause I'm not signing anything, you know? So it's like, I'm trying to put it on her. Like, this is going to be your problem. Um, let me interject right now. I'm so sorry that I'm just venting about my kid, but it's been a really rough two weeks. Um, but saying all this, um, you know, one of the things that I had happened the last few days that kind of made me feel better, sounds awful. Um, and I know that I've, I've brought this up in the past is, um, I am friends with a parent at the school on, on, um, on, you know, social media. And she is also dealing with a lot of issues with her son and respects to like, you know, ADHD and listening and behavioral issues and, you know, um, trying to read, you know, redirect him and, 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 and all that fun stuff. And so she's really feeling my pain. I mean, sometimes way worse because Felicity for the most part now has kind of rectified her behavior in the school. Um, with this whole bus riding thing, which is still beyond odd to me because we live two blocks from the school and I have to ride the bus. Um, but whatever, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it if it means, you know, I don't have horrible mornings of fighting with a six-year-old. Um, but anyways, so you know, she she feels my pain, should I say, and she had kind of put out publicly. Um, that, you know, that this is what she's dealing with right now. And that her son is on, um, 
you know, ADHD medicine and, you know, and she, and, and that, um, you know, these, these, and kind of went into detail with some of the, you know, battles that she's dealing with. And, and I'm like, you know, it's one of those moments that as a mom, um, that you just kind of breathe and go, okay, it's not just me. You know, I, I'm so bad because so many times I'm, you know, I have, my oldest is really good at school and, you know, and for the most part, pretty, pretty level headed and, um, well adjusted and, and has friends and, and so on and so forth. And I don't tend to worry about her. I mean, there's certain things that I, and they're always in the back of my mind, like fears because she is getting older and, you know, and, and I just, you know, you worry about, you know, mean kids and, um, you know, relationships and, and things like that for your children. Um, but I don't, I don't dwell on worrying about her as much, but you know, my, my middle one really struggles with school. Um, learning is so hard and, you know, sadly, you know, striving to get C's is sometimes a challenge for her. And then of course I'm dealing with these behavioral issues with my youngest. Um, and it's always like, you always sit here and go, Oh my gosh, you know, I'm like such a bad mom and I'm doing things wrong. And, you know, and I do do things wrong. Like I, I probably spend too much time on social media and I probably don't spend enough time dedicated to trying to better myself or my kids. And, you know, and I, and I, and so you start to like really focus on the little things that you know that you could be better at. Um, and you kind of eliminate that positive. Um, so I think what I'm getting at is, you know, I love when other moms and other people and other women and, you know, just human beings, um, kind of put out the reality of their lives because it makes you feel a little less inadequate, um, and a little more enough. And, um, I really think that I struggle with, um, my inner critic, which is a thing that's become a big topic on a lot of social media platforms. Um, I, I, I am so critical of myself, um, since I got married and especially since I started this new job, um, despite feeling like I should have extra time, I still feel rushed all the time. Um, my diet is all over the place. Um, unfortunately working in the school system, we have a lot of access to just junk food. Like it's funny because we just did this whole thing where uh, mandating, you know, healthy food initiative for the kids with, you know, regards to lunches and snacks and th even things that parents bring in for, you know, um, birthdays and so on and so forth. And yet us as the employees, I mean, are constantly eating like, you know, cakes and cupcakes and cookies. And I am not like knocking it cause I think it's awesome. And I love, um, the love that both like families that come in and bring those things for us have and, you know, each other sharing these things and, and it's just fun. And, um, especially at the holidays, it's like times a million more than normal, but you know, I have no, um, self-control <laughs> at all. And especially when I'm feeling stressed and, you know, about whether it be, you know, the kids or money or, um, just my time management, I turn to food. Like I am the first one to turn to food. That is my, um, that is my happy place. Um, and I won't deny that. Um, but I've gained like 10 pounds and it's killing me. And so I am constantly, you know, harping on myself about that mentally and not really saying anything out loud. 
Um, I'm constantly, you know, critiquing the way I'm parenting. And even though I'm trying really hard, you know, to, to do certain things right, you know, I always still like go, I should have done this or I could have done this better. Um, you know, and, um, and then you go online and you see, um, someone who puts it out there about losing loved ones to suicide and cancer and, you know, or, you know, dealing with kids that have, you know, severe learning disabilities and you're like, and then it's that moment where you go, okay, I need to stop, you know, being sad or, you know, downing, you know, being Debbie Downer because things, you know, it's one of those things, things could always be worse. Um, so I, I guess I really want people, especially moms and dads that are just like struggling to get through the day to day to know that you are not alone, (laughs) um, that life is going to be super tough. Um, you know, I'm very blessed, like I said, to have someone who kind of shares, um, the stress. Um, but I also, there's a part of me at the end of the day, that goes, you know, these aren't his kids and, um, you know, they are, and he loves them. Um, but it's like, I really want them to be the best version of themselves. And I know that I have to like be the best version of myself as their mom to help, you know, facilitate that. And, um, it's just a struggle. It's just a struggle. Um, you know, and I don't want them to, you know, pick up on the fact that I eat to soothe myself or, um, that I lash out, um, when I'm frustrated about things that are, that they have, you know, that I have, that they have no control over, but you know, they're getting the brunt of my frustration. And, um, you know, it's a really, it's a vicious circle. Um, and I don't know. I just, it makes me sad. (laughs) It, 